All right, let's get right into it because I have a feeling this episode is going to be long. I am not sure. Don't quote me on it, but I have a feeling that this is going to take a second. So today we are doing something very fun. And I realized the other day that when it gets to the end of the year, I'm going to want to do a I almost said video. Yeah, this is not a video. I'm going to want to do an episode where I'm talking about my favorite movies and albums from the year. Okay. So obviously I'm not going to do that till the end of the year. Hi. And I was thinking about how I still listen to a lot of albums and still watch a lot of movies from 2022. Right. Okay. And I was like, listen, yeah, it's literally June and this year is already halfway over and it would be ridiculous to do a best of 2022 episode, but who cares? Who cares? I'm in charge. Okay. I'm in charge. And I say, I'm going to talk about my top 10 albums of 2022. Okay. And if you're not about it, then just click off. Just click off. If you're mad that we're going back in time, get over it or click off. So anyway, so yeah, that's what we're doing today. I'm going to take you through the journey of my favorite albums that came out in 2022. And that's my little disclaimer, okay? Because these are all albums that came out in 2022. However, I am cheating a little bit because some of these are albums that I didn't discover until this year, okay? Or albums that I didn't start to like until this year. So that's why it's still relevant right now. Like I'm discovering things at my own pace, okay? Leave me alone. But yeah, so we're gonna go through my top 10 favorite albums of 2022 and we're gonna hit some honorable mentions, okay? So let's get into it. I know, I wish I could play you some of the songs but I'm not trying to get copyrighted, right? So if you want, be listening along and pausing when I talk about a song, if you want to listen to one or whatnot, that would be kind of fun. But anyway, do your own gig. Let me know in the comments after what kind of uh, music you were listening to in 2022, your favorite albums, if we had any of the same ones, et cetera, et cetera. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, let's get into it. So, first of all, a little disclaimer. Every single album on here I love. I did order them, like, 1 through 10, and we're going to go backwards, obviously. But I love them all. If they're on this list, I love them. Even the honorable mentions I love. Like, these are all amazing and great. So, even though they're ordered, like, worst to best or good to better is more accurate, best to better. I love them all. So don't even get caught up in that. Don't even get caught up. Okay. Um, and then what I'm going to do is talk about what I like about each of the albums, give you my favorite song. And then sometimes I'm going to give you my least favorite song just to keep it interesting, just to keep, you know, get some people angry in my DMS being like, how could you not like that song? You know, we're going to get the attention anyway. So first, let's get into it. Number 10. 
I feel like Watch Mojo. Number 10. Um, anyway, so number 10 is going to be the album Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. Okay? If you're not familiar with Ethel Kane, get familiar. Get familiar real quick. Okay? And what I loved about this, al- this album, Preacher's Daughter, is it is an experience. It is a story. I honestly don't listen to this album very often at all. There's a lot of songs that I would never listen to outside of listening to the album all the way through. And that's because this music is so rooted in a story being told. And to me, that's what makes it amazing is there's a very explicit narrative. There's a very specific metaphorical story happening here and yeah it's not necessarily like an album of songs I'm going to put on all the time but it is a moment it is an experience and that's when I'm listening listening to it is when I want to listen to a musical story that's what it's for so I wanted to give you just a glimpse into like what the story is and I found this really Nice, condensed, super low detail description. So here it is. Um, It is a concept album centered around the character Ethel Kane, who runs away from home only to meet a gruesome end at the hands of a cannibalistic psychopath. Okay, and you probably heard me talking about this last year, if we are friends in real life. We had this weird theme of cannibalism in 2022, and it's still continuing a little bit into this year as well. There's a weird cannibalism thing happening. Interesting. That's a total side note. But yeah, so this album is a like weird biographical narrative it's still a narrative narrative. I don't know how much of it is fiction and whatnot. Obviously Ethel Kane, the artist and the character the character dies in the album is eaten by cannibal and obviously ethel kane is alive the real one so but what's interesting is the metaphorical nature of the themes and ethel kane the real artist is a trans woman and what i find so beautiful and interesting about this album is that i can almost assume that this story of Ethel Kane and the album being killed and eaten by a man has to be metaphorical for her experience growing up, feeling like a woman was being consumed by a man, AKA her former gender identity. Like, I think that's crazy. I think that is so insane. I think it's a genius piece of literature. Like this album is absolutely crazy i think it is so well written and the themes are just so strong the identity is so strong it's incredible it is incredible and it's an incredible story um but yeah it's not necessarily again songs that i'm gonna listen to all the time however my favorite is in fact american teenager and that song i will put on all the time it's a nice fun little bop It feels like it would be in my favorite coming of age movie. And I hope that it is one day. Um, But yeah, so that's number 10. That's Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. Give it a listen. 
So next, we have number nine, album number nine. This is going to be Public Displays of Affection by Money Long. Money, M-U-N-I, okay? You've probably never heard of Money Long before. I hadn't until I was introduced to her. Um, This album is so good. It is really just a bunch of hits, a bunch of bops, like... There's nothing necessarily extraordinary about this album other than it's just good music. It's just good, fun music. And the beats are all really strong. Her vocals are really strong. The lyrics are fun. Some of them are serious. Some of them are more unserious. And it's, you know, it's not anything like Preacher's Daughter where there's like a big, you know, poetic storyline going on. No, this is just an album of bops. This is just we're having fun in the car, okay? Like, this is... It's everything. I have listened to the songs on this album many, many times, and I will continue when I'm just trying to have a nice, good, happy day. So I don't have much to say um, about it other than that. My favorite definitely is called The Words. So if you want to get a little taste, a little sample, look up that song, okay? Moving right along, and I'm going to try and be condensed because we're only at number eight, and it's going to be... I'm going to have more and more to say about these as we get closer to the end. You will discover. So number eight for my favorite albums is going to be Dawn FM by The Weeknd. Now, this is probably an album that you've heard before, I'm willing to bet, because it's The Weeknd. Hi, this is a big brand name. But this album, I I have so much fun listening to this album. This album is such a fantasy. Like, a fictitious radio station called Dawn FM. Like, the, he, he put the whole fantasy in it. I love, I love, love, love the transition tracks. All of the little, like, interludes with all the fake radio station stuff. I think it's so fun. I absolutely love the way that this album still feels like The Weeknd, but he was able to bring some new sound, some new life. I think he's been really good at doing that. Every album is like staying true to himself and also bringing some new elements in. Um, But yeah, I love the world building. I love the transitions, the interludes, all of that jazz. And this album especially, I think is, is really heavy on some instrumental parts, which is really fun because it gives us a chance to just like, dance it out, you know, bop it and feel it. So it's definitely not like, it doesn't have my favorite lyrics of any weekend album, but it's definitely my favorite production for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and specifically my favorite songs are going to be the first two tracks. And I'm getting away with saying that it's one because it's Dawn FM into Gasoline. Those are the first two songs. And Dawn FM, the first song, is really just an intro to the album. But there's no way I'm listening to Gasoline without listening to the song before because it sets the mood. It sets the world. It's like opening the door. I love it. I love it. So those are my faves. Check that out if you have not already listened to that album, which I'd be surprised again. So... Anyway, okay, moving right along, we are at number seven, and this is the most recent discovery for me, okay, so don't get mad, but this is going to be Moto Mami by Rosalia, Miss Rosalia, um, so I recently discovered, okay, that's actually not true, 
someone <laughs> someone showed me this album like when it came out and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. And then I never touched it again. And this happens to me kind of frequently. There's a lot of times when I'm going to listen to an album for the first time and I maybe won't hear it correctly. I, and I don't even know why, but for whatever reason, there will be some kind of disconnect for me in the album. And I'll be like, yeah, this is good, but I'm not going to touch it again for some reason. So I heard this album for the first time months ago. And then recently Coachella happened and I was not there, sadly, but I was in my living room watching the live stream when I realized that they had a live stream. Um, so I did watch Charlie XCX's performance. I did watch uh, Rosalia's performance and Blackpink's performance. And I really didn't know that much about Rosalia. I knew that she was a meme icon because she does that one very famous look into the camera that is everything. But I was absolutely blown away by her performance. Her performance was amazing. Her stage presence was incredible. Her facial expressions, her dancing, her vocals, incredible, incredible, incredible. The range of different sounds that she has on her songs are so impressive. I think she is absolutely iconic. She, to me, is definitely like a Spanish Taylor Swift. For sure, without a doubt. Like, she is a legend, an icon on stage. She was born to be on stage. So I was completely enthralled with with her performance. I started listening to all the songs that she performed in that Coachella performance, including Moto Mami, the album. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been on repeat recently for me my favorite though by far is going to be candy okay 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 candy is so good i think it's like the second or third track on the album it's like a more soft but still poppy vibe and it has a sweetness and an angelicness to it that is just so good i'm absolutely obsessed and then I want to say my least favorite just because I know some people are going to be mad who are Rosalia stands in the house. She has this song that's called Chicken Teriyaki that I know is really popular. I can't stand it. I absolutely cannot stand it. But um, I'm glad you enjoy it if you're an enjoyer of that song. So anyway, definitely check out Rosalia if you've never listened to Rosalia before. Please, 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 please check her out. She is amazing. Okay, so next we're moving on to number six. And this is an album that I'm almost positive that you have not heard, but it's by an artist that I know you know, okay? So number six is going to be Holy F-V-C-K. Okay, so you're you're getting what it spells, but it is actually a V instead of a U. But so that's going to be that album, and it's by Demi Lovato, Okay. I know you y'all are sleeping on Demi Lovato right now. She used to be everything and she still is, but I feel like people just aren't listening to her music anymore. So this is Demi Lovato's most recent album. It is very intense, very edgy, very pop rock, very early 2000s, but with more of an edge. Um, I was obsessed with this album last year and I still listen to it a decent amount. 
to me, this is the best Demi Lovato has ever sounded. This style of music, the way that it suits her voice is absolutely unreal. She has some of the strongest vocals of any pop singer of our generation. I'm, I mean, I truly believe that. Her, her power and her range is just absolutely insane. And a lot of people are familiar with her kind of you know, her, her story and her, her struggles with addiction and fame and et cetera, et cetera. She was in rehab many, many times. And she's been super open about that. She's sung about it multiple times. She's already had albums about that. But I feel like this album specifically is her at her most raw and honest. And it's really cool to see. Like, I feel like I got to know her so much more through her lyrics in this album. And really was able to feel her struggle and her pain, but also respect her in a way that I never had before because she's gone through a lot and she's able to make this beautiful, well, beautiful, but it's rough and edgy, this amazing music. So definitely check that out if you're a pop rock, more rock heavy girly because her vocals alone will blow you away what she's capable of. Um, so my favorite song on that album is going to be Substance. Definitely check that out. And ironically, Substance is like the softest. I don't want to say softest, but it's like the the most mellow on the album. So if you're not a huge, like, crazy, you know, punk rock type person, definitely at least listen to Substance. Um, yeah. So that is number six. Moving right along, okay? Now listen, don't turn the podcast off if you hear my next suggestion and you are absolutely turned off by it, okay? Because my number one pick on this list, to give you a little preview, is an album that I promise you've never heard of and it's an album that I promise you will like. Like everyone listening, everyone listening. Every, you, yes, you. So even you who you're about to hear my next pick and you're about to be, oh my God, and want to turn it off, skip ahead if you need, but also just stay with me, okay? Stay with me. So number five, my number five pick is going to be Slut Pop by Kim Petras, okay? You might have heard of Kim Petras before. She is most notably known for being the feature on Unholy by Sam Smith. Boo! Boo! That song. Oh, my God. That song had such a moment, and then it's like has not aged well at all. Um, but anyway, Kim Petras is famously on that song. However, she's had a, a, a huge career before that song. She just hasn't blown up as much until recently. I first was introduced to her in 2019 when I saw Troy Sivan live. She was one of the opening acts for him. And at the time, she only had like one album out. And it's incredible. Oh my gosh. She's so fun. She's such a pop diva. She's bringing back some of those old 2000s aesthetics and kind of campy fun lyrics and she also has a really iconic album of Halloween pop hits, which definitely inspired me to make my little Halloween album. Hers are much more like you're in the club on Halloween and mine are like we're getting scary and frightening on Halloween. But hers are still amazing. Uh, everything that she's released has been, I mean, I've, I love her. I love her. Um, 
but this okay so this album is truly more of an ep but it's still on this list because eps have rights okay so slut pop obviously it's it's obviously very crude of an album it's very explicit and there's kind of a little bit of a story behind it early in kim's career she was criticized for being overly sexual with her lyrics which is definitely true to an extent and there's also an extent that she felt like it was kind of being put on her unfairly because she was a trans woman and she felt like she was saying things that were just as explicit as other people in the industry but because she was trans she was being targeted so she at least this is my understanding of what happened. She felt attacked by all of those accusations. And she was like, well, you know what? I will give you the most overly sexual, crazy, campy, unserious album you've ever heard. And I'm going to call it Slut Pop. So it's absolutely that. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely over the top. And it's totally her message to all those people being like, okay, yeah, you want me to... You want to make fun of me for being overly sexual? I'll give it to you. I'll give you the whole fantasy. So that to me is like really kind of, I mean, it's kind of iconic. <laughs> it's kind of iconic, but um, these songs are, yeah, they're absolutely crazy. They're absolutely crude and they're absolutely in my, <laughs> stuck in my head all the time. Um, so my favorite song is going to be uh, Treat Me Like a Slut. <laughs> Again, I'm like, this album is crazy. It's not going to be your cup of tea. And yeah. So anyway, that's my favorite song. Listen to that album if you want. But obviously, it's not for everyone. So moving right along. Moving right along. I keep saying that. I keep saying moving right along. That was supposed to be Kermit, but that was not very good. Okay. Anyway, spot number four. Okay. Spot number four. This is going to be crash by charlie xcx okay uh, i know i know i love charlie xcx okay leave me alone yeah i love charlie xcx so this album is so high on this list because almost every single song on it is a hit it is an absolute hit. And ironically, almost half the songs on the album were released before the album as singles. And so I was absolutely just like bopping to all these singles when they came out. And that makes it in my mind like so much more spectacular in an album because all these songs came out individually and I ate them up for a week straight. Like that was everything but genuinely these songs are so much fun the production is incredible they are all hits literally every single one is a hit and my favorite by far by far by far by far is going to be her song baby okay so if you are totally not into like hyper pop charlie xcx if that's not your scene at least give baby a try because baby is so much fun it's so much fun the production is incredible it gets stuck in your head so good it is so catchy charlie if you're listening i'm sorry that i have denied you so many times in my life i love you i have to admit anyway okay moving right along this next pick is going to shock you like i guarantee it's going to shock you i know for a fact that you probably went into this episode thinking this was going to be my number one pick and here it is at number three, okay? So clocking in at number three, we have 
Midnight by Taylor Swift, okay? Um, if you know me, you know I went to the Eras tour and I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. Like, I am unapologetically a Swifty. It's just a fact. Like, I can't deny Taylor Swift is everything to me. She is my top artist for sure. But yeah, we're locking in Midnight's at number three. And again, like I said at the beginning of this, Midnight's being at number three, this album, I love it. I love it so, 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 so much. And it being at number three does not deny any of my love. Honestly, 2022 was an amazing year for music. Like these albums I'm listening to all the time and I will for a long time. So yeah, Midnight's Taylor Swift, the long awaited new studio album long awaited. We've had it for months now, <laughs> even though she just released another rendition of it like last week. So, and when I'm talking about Midnight's on here, I'm only talking about the original Midnight's, not the 3am version, not the whatever Dawn Twilight version it is now, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about the album Midnight's period. And when I first listened to this album, I will be the first to say I did not like it. I was so disappointed so disappointed and again I don't know why I mean I think it was just because it didn't sound how I expected I guess but also now that I've listened to it so many times I don't even understand what I was expecting other than that like it definitely sounds like I expected I don't know exactly what it was about it that I didn't like but for whatever reason I listened to it the first time and I was like devastated I was so disappointed but now it's it's on constant repeat like it is amazing I saw it live I loved it live and especially after I listened to it live it's like I got new favorites and whatever that's what always happens but but yeah this album is amazing and I and I'm not gonna say very much about it because you've heard it you've heard it let's be honest you've heard it you've heard a lot of songs off of it but if you're not a big Swifty um my favorite song is one that you probably haven't heard, so definitely look it up. My favorite song off of Midnight's is going to be Midnight Rain, okay? And I, I struggled to pick a top favorite, but Midnight Rain is definitely that. And I will put a little bit of a disclaimer, since I'm only talking about the original Midnight's, would've, could've, should've was not in the running for one of my favorites, but that probably is my favorite, actually. Um, but again, that's on a different version of the album, so it doesn't count. But yeah, so listen to Midnight Rain if you have not listened to that song yet. It is amazing. Lyrically, incredible. Production is so good. I loved all the risks that she took in that song, and it really, really paid off for me. It's it's just absolutely a great song. Um, oh, and my least favorite, I am going to give a least favorite. My least favorite off this album is Labyrinth. Skip every time. Skip every time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I have to say it. Okay. So we're getting down to my last two picks. And both of them, I actually feel like you probably haven't heard. But this next one, you definitely know the artist. Okay. So my number two spot is going to be Coping Mechanism by Willow. Yes, this is going to be Willow of Willow Smith, Will Smith, okay, Willow the Willie, the, the Willie, Willy Wonka, no, anyway, so Willow, 
And you definitely know her because she is the girl behind Meet Me at Our Spot, that iconic song. You've definitely heard that. And this is her most recent project, Coping Mechanism. It is absolutely incredible. I was floored. I was shocked. We had gotten a good taste of her with her last, like, I don't know if it was an album or an EP, but she had some singles and and she's had some really popular hit songs. And they all kind of are in the pop rock space, but they were definitely more pop rock, like Olivia Rodrigo pop rock or like Conan Gray pop rock. And this album went head on into like hard pop rock, almost punk rock type thing. And it paid off for me. It really paid off for me. And not only do I feel like it went harder into the space rather than like pop rock, it's more just straight up rock, but it really was able to redefine like this genre a little bit. And I feel like she was able to stay true to the pop rock, punk rock tropes and still kind of invent some new things about it. And what I love most is the use of the melody and the actual notes of these songs. She really was able to do some crazy and unique things with it. I love the structure of these songs. It's definitely a marriage between like heavenly sounds and absolutely crazy edges and ridges. Like there are moments where she's singing out a long note and it sounds like the most beautiful thing you've ever heard. And then in the next part, she's screaming. And I think that's so fun. I think it's so cool. Her lyrics are amazing. I love the lyrics. Her voice. I mean, I've already said her voice is like, it sounds like it was made for this style of music. And again, it's something that I've never, never really heard before in exactly this kind of a way. And so that for me is why this was on repeat and still is on repeat all the time. Um, So this song is also, or not this song, this album is also the first one that for me has absolutely no skips, no skips. I'm pressing play and I am letting that thing play in full. Okay. No skips. It has so many levels. Every song is like, a little bit different or the same in the best way. It's, it's really like, it is a perfect album. Um, but my favorite is going to go to batshit exclamation point, And that is the last song on the album. So definitely listen to the album. Definitely listen to batshit. Um, and yeah, I don't have a least favorite because there are absolutely no skips. So Willow, you have my heart and I am going to be a dedicated follower for, the rest of my life. Okay. I'm here. I'm here for it. Now, before I unveil my top spot, my number one album of 2022, I want to give you my honorable mentions. Okay. My honorable mentions. Um, and again, all of these I really love, but why they did not make it into this list is because they either had too many skips or, I felt like I didn't listen to them enough. Okay. So uh, most likely all of these albums that I'm about to list have one, two or three songs that I absolutely love and play all the time, but don't listen to the other ones enough. Okay. So I'm going to just go through these super, super quick, but definitely check these out if you are unfamiliar and they are in absolutely no specific order. Okay. So here we go. Born Pink by Blackpink. 
SOS by SZA, Super Ache by Conan Gray, Dance Fever by Florence and the Machine, Hold the Girl by Rina Sawayama. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Dolls by Bella Porsche, Emails I Can't Send by Sabrina Carpenter, RX by Role Model, and In the Darkness, Hearts Aglow by Wise Blood, and then finally, Five Seconds Flat by Lizzie McAlpine with the famous ceilings. Ah! I love ceilings. I mean, we all do. <laughs> I'm That's my, my most basic personality trait. Ceilings is the best song of all time. <laughs> so, so yeah, ceilings. Um, anyway, those are my honorable mentions. I love all of those albums. I love all those artists. And there was at least one song from each of those albums that has stuck with me in a huge way throughout this year and last year. Okay. So finally we have arrived at our number one spot and I'm actually impressed at how quickly I was able to get through all of these. So go me. I thought we were going to be here all week. So my top spot, my number one album. And honestly, this decision was so easy to make. Like there was no question in my head. This was my top album. And it is All You Need Is Time by Daisy the Great. Okay, and I told you, you will have no idea who this is. Unless I've shown you one of their songs or I've talked about Daisy the Great before to you. Or maybe you've seen their songs on my story. I don't know how much people pay attention to that. But um, Daisy the Great is definitely the smallest artist on this list. And they produced my favorite album of the year. So to give you a little bit of background, I discovered Daisy the Great, the band, at the beginning of last year. My really good friend asked me to go to a concert with her, and I was hesitant to go to the concert because I liked the artist. It was for Half Alive. I like Half Alive. I don't love them, but I do like them. But the reason I was kind of hesitant to go was because I had a pretty strong connection to Half Alive, the band, with my ex, okay? And my ex is Josue, because if you know the story of me and Josue, we broke up and then ended up getting back together a year later. So... I didn't want to go necessarily because I didn't want to like put myself in a spot where I was listening to all these songs that were like reminiscent of him. However, at the time of this show happening, me and Josue actually had started talking again. So we were in a friendship phase and I've talked about it before. Like it was very slow at first, like et cetera, et cetera, all that. Um, and, we were talking, but we weren't talking that often. And what's funny is that I did decide to go to the show uh, with my friend. And I sent Josue a text and was like, you'll never believe, like, I'm going to see Half-Life tonight. And he was like, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. And so I was, like, texting him a little bit while I was at the show just because I knew he loved them. And I almost said her name. <laughs> I was going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dox people. <laughs> um, me and my friend go to the show. We um, get really close to the front, which is super fun. I had so much fun with her. Um, 
And the opening act starts, and it's Daisy the Great, okay? And I'm sure you've had the experience of going to a show where you don't know the opening act. And so you're kind of waiting for them to sell themselves as an artist to you, okay, right? And for me, there's either always been one song that I hear while an opening act is playing that sells me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm invested, like... They're not going to be an opening act to me anymore. They are an artist that I'm going to listen to when I go home, right? So Daisy the Great was playing, and I did really like all of their songs, but there were multiple songs that they played that I was like, oh, there's no way that I'm not going to go about the rest of my life and not listen to these songs. So they absolutely sold me. They absolutely took my breath away, stole my heart. I love them. Um... And I texted Josue and I was like, oh my gosh, the opening act for Half Alive was so good. I'll have to send you their music so you can look them up. And he goes, yeah, they were really good. And I was like, what? What? I was like, what? What do you mean they were really good? And he goes, yeah, I'm here. I just didn't tell you. And I was like, what? So then I ended up going and like talking to him and reconnecting with some of his friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And it was like kind of funny, kind of scary, kind of awkward because like it was very early in our friendship, but it was crazy. So Josue also ended up loving this opening act just like I did. And specifically, they played a lot of songs that were on their new album that was unreleased at the time. So for literally like the next year, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for these songs to come out because all of my favorite songs were songs that hadn't come out yet. And so they finally had released all of them and they've released the album, obviously, because I'm talking about it. And it's amazing. It is absolutely incredible. Daisy the Great is so cool because they have two lead vocalists who are singing at the same time, but they're singing at different octaves. So they're basically harmonizing the whole time. And it's super cool. It's super unique, something that I've never heard before. And not only are their lyrics just like so good, so good. The music is very you know, I would describe it sort of singer-songwriter, sort of indie. It's very just like minimalist instruments and it's just so good. It's just music in its most pure and amazing form with their little twist of having to lead vocalists. So absolutely give Daisy the Great a listen. Listen to their album, All You Need Is Time. Uh, My favorite tracks from the album are both two of the songs that sold me that I was waiting and waiting and waiting for. And I couldn't just pick one. I couldn't. Um, But the first one is Time Machine, and it's the first song on the album. And then the other song that I absolutely love is Aluminum. So definitely listen to those two. And then a side note, my favorite song ever by Daisy the Great is not on this album, and it's called Persephone. So definitely listen, just listen to their entire discography, but especially those three. Um, And this album has no skips if I start at one song early, or if I stop it, stop at one song early, because I don't listen to the last song on the album, but we just pretend like it's not there, and then it's no skips, and it's perfect. So... Anyway, so that is my list of my top 10 albums of 2022. 
So I definitely will be doing this again at the end of this year. Please, 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 please DM me with any of these albums that were also your favorite. Or if you listen to any of these albums that I recommended and then you discovered that you love them, please reach out. I would love to talk to you about them. But um, that is all. That is all. I definitely was being selfish today. But... I will definitely get back to talking about some of your thoughts and having conversations with you on my Instagram story. So definitely be looking at Ethan Rank on Instagram for my next question for you guys to answer. The next thing I want to talk about. But until then, thanks for hanging out and later.